food in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a dynamic duo who share the joy of the Catholic faith through catechesis and conversation on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. It is October 5th. Is that right? Let me look. Yes, October 5th it is. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. For just a minute there, I thought, is that right, October 5th? It, it is, is October 5th. It is All October day. 5th. All day today, October 5th. Well, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Looking outside, looks like a classic October morning, a little fog out there, then clearing today. Going to be a nice day. Hey, I've been dying to know. What's that? Did you have tacos last night? Oh, absolutely. Oh. Not only did we have wonderful tacos, the whole family was singing my praises. They're like, oh, mom, mm. this is fabulous. I'm jealous. Yep, we had tacos last I night. I did not have tacos last night. I should have brought you one. They're yeah. not as the thing with you know making tacos like that at home. They're not hard to do, and they're not very good as leftovers. You just yeah, got to eat them, yeah. eat them there. Eat them eat while them. they're hot. Eat them while they're hot. So that's what we did. What'd you make on them? What What was the ingredients? So this is kind of a different way to make them. Uh, and you season up the hamburger meat. Yeah. I just use regular hamburger meat. Sure. Chop in onions, cumin, uh, garlic. My mom suggested breadcrumbs. I usually put like potatoes oh. in the meat, like hash brown potatoes. Yeah. She said breadcrumbs work. So I added some panko breadcrumbs, kind of softens the meat. And I just kind of make a patty on the tortilla. Like a meatloaf. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And then you drop it in the hot oil. And then when you just give it a second, because the tortilla gets a little bit soft initially. Yeah. And if you move too quickly, you'll tear it. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of let it cook there for a minute, fold it over. Let it Look let you. let it do the rest, and then it's yeah. the toppings that do it. And you make. I managed to find some uh, ripe avocados at the store yesterday. Thank goodness. Oh, nice. And um, my son-in-law's family they had given us some um, uh, vine ripe and Roma tomatoes mm. from their garden. Yummy. Uh, there is nothing. I grabbed a couple at the store yeah. just in case they, you know, I didn't have enough. I had enough. The difference in color and flavor between yeah. the garden ripened ones and the ones I got the store, you can't compare. Big difference. Oh, I, yeah. I'm going to grow tomatoes next year. Yeah, I did grow tomatoes. Did you? How did were, your tomatoes they're, come out? They're good. Unfortunately, some of them didn't ripen. I think I got them in too late because some of them have uh, split on the uh, oh, vine because uh-huh. right we had rain. And so some of them uh, didn't didn't make it, as they say. But uh, Well, I'm glad you did. I asked you that question because if you didn't join us yesterday, yesterday was National Taco Day. And yes. so we talked about tacos to opening the show, and we were, you were saying, oh, I want to have tacos. So I had to follow up to make sure <laughs> that you did, and you did. <gasps> I did. Yeah, all right, well, good. You know, it was funny yesterday. What's that? I, and we all kind of uh, chuckled a little bit because I kind of forgot about this. We did a news story on Monday to give people a heads up, but they did that national EAS test yesterday. Was that startling or what? (laughs) We're all sitting there in our own separate offices and all of the sudden, all of our phones at the same time go off. They as, did. The, as the test. And it was loud. It was loud. And not only that, of course, then the radio equipment the, uh, the, we could yeah. hear over the air. That was going off. That was really something. <laughs> Our family group chat, it all lit up. And yeah. the family's like, it's not an emergency. It's just a test. And one of my daughters laughed. She goes, my phone went off. I got the alert. 
but it's all in Spanish. Oh, and yeah, I I, I heard they were going to do that and, too. And yeah. she goes, "Why?" Well, I, I said, "Well, good thing it was a test and not a real emergency. Yeah. You wouldn't have known what it was." And then she said, "It was literally like a minute or two later." It retested, and mm-hmm. she got it in, in English also. That's interesting. So I was thinking about this, and it would have been interesting to hear if you were in one of those gigantic office settings, you know? Oh, with, sure. With all the cubicles and how that would have sounded all at once. So my daughter works uh, at a medical clinic yeah. where there are a lot of people there. And their administration set the warning out just a little bit ahead of time mm. to let them know that it was a test coming up. So that way, if they had patients who yeah. were concerned or didn't know, my daughter works in cardiology. So she has um, older patients that come sure. in. And uh, yeah, sure enough, they everybody's phone then started going off in yeah. the waiting room too. Well, I guess it's good to know that it worked. It worked. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, that was kind of startling yesterday though, because it did kind of startle me. And then I knew immediately what it was because we had done the story on it. But if you didn't know, it's just like, oh, what's going on? What's happening here? But it, the the text said it was a test. It, so, first thing it said, yeah, this is a test. This is a but test. So. It's been a long time since they've done a, a big national test like that, I think. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it worked. It worked. Good so for thank goodness right. for that. And I'm glad it was just a test. All right. What do you have coming up this morning? Well, David, it's not a gag order, but Pope Francis is asking Senate participants not to speak to the media. Hmm. First meeting of the Synod have begun. All right, and Kaiser Health workers are on strike, so we'll have the details for you on that as well. All right, we got a great show ahead, too. Great interviews all the way through yeah. to 9 o'clock, so please stay with us. We are going to kick things off now with Matt Redman and Bless the Lord. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship Your holy name. The sun comes up. i 
Redmond and bless the Lord. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this really beautiful Thursday morning out there, a little fog. We'll get the forecast in just a second. And then we're going to hear from Ashley Michigate, True North Retirement Advisors. We're going to talk about charitable giving. That's next. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. That you would send the Holy Spirit to them send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaturDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. 
Matre Day Radio is in prayerful pursuit of a Catholic media all-star. Are you passionate about engaging others into a joyful encounter with Jesus Christ? You could be our next show host and media producer. This full-time position leads the planning, promotion, and execution of outstanding dynamic Catholic programming across multiple platforms, including the Hail Mary Media app. Matre Day Radio offers you competitive pay, medical, dental, and vision insurance, a retirement account with a company match, and unique chances for spiritual growth and development. Could a spot on our evangelization team be the right place for you? Don't wait. Get all the details on this exciting opportunity now and find out how to apply at MatradayRadio.com. That's MatradayRadio.com to learn more. You could be our next show host and media producer, helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matraday Radio. It is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. A little morning fog. It looks like it's already starting to clear. Mm-hmm. I hit some thicker fog this morning. Did I yeah. slow it down a little bit. So maybe if you're in the outlying areas, you may still see that. So give yourself a little extra time as you head out the door. Now that is burning off, and that's going to lead us into a beautiful afternoon. Lots of sunshine will push temperatures to the upper 70s might hit 80 degrees it's real close there overnight we're going to cool off to 58 degrees tomorrow we warm up a couple more degrees highs around 82 83 degrees and then the weekend it's also looking pretty nice all right 54 degrees at saint elizabeth of hungary church in portland and it is 52 degrees at saint joseph's catholic church in vancouver well have you ever heard the phrase that the lord loves a cheerful giver I think it's a really nice way to look at being generous to others. But how does giving fit into your overall financial picture? Well, someone who can give us some ideas about that is Ashley Mishake. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors in the greater Portland area and a valued member of Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. And Ashley joins us this morning. Hey, Ashley, how are you today? I'm doing well, David. Don't you love that saying, the Lord loves a cheerful giver? Yes, yes, I love it. Cheerful, that's the operative word, isn't it? (laughs) It is cheerful. And I I really think that that comes out of the Bible, uh, one of the Gospels, I believe. So when I was reading that, I'm thinking, "Ah, how does that fit into a person's overall financial picture? The Lord loves a cheerful giver. But as a uh, financial person yourself, I have to believe there are some strategies when it comes to giving. Yes, absolutely. I think the main principle to keep in mind is that God is the owner of everything, and we don't own what we have. We are stewards of what He has entrusted to us. And that's obviously a radically different view than the secular worldview. But I think if we start there, and that's the foundation, um, then it's easier to make decisions about how much should I give and why to give and you know, how to increase my giving, things like that. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. I I love that idea and gives you, I think, a better overall picture of how you operate and what you do with your finances and, and how you can play into the charitable giving idea. And so when you talk with folks that you advise with their finances, how do you approach charitable giving? How do you set it up? Yeah, good question. And, you know, I would say I have an interesting viewpoint because I see the line item finances of lots of my clients. And so I can see, you know, how much they're spending on 
groceries and travel and gas and all these other areas. And my heart kind of drops a little bit whenever I I don't see any charitable giving on that, you know, line item budget. Right. And so I always ask clients, you know, are there causes that are important to you? Uh, you know, not all of my clients are Catholic, uh, but, you know, a lot of my clients who are Catholic, they, they obviously want to support their local church and some of the things that are going on within the archdiocese. And, you know, I just got the seminarian appeal letter in the mail the other day. Right. So, you know, it is an important thing, and it's obviously something that Jesus asks us to do. It's something he talked about quite frequently in the Gospels. I think something like 11 of his 39 parables in the Bible talk about money. Hmm. So, you know, it, it's an important topic, and, and he cares a great deal about what we do with our money. So to go back to your question, though, I'll, I, I always ask, you know, what's important and, and start there, um, because there's giving, you know, every week, every month. But then there's also, you know, fast forward to estate planning, and, and I have those conversations with clients, too, is, you know, what do you want to do? with this money after you're gone as well. So it's kind of a a two-pronged approach to it. But for someone who is not giving at all or giving at the level that they want to be, it's the same advice I have for someone who is saving for their own retirement or their kid's college or another goal. And that is just start where you are. Yeah. So if you're not if you're not giving at all right now, just start with a small amount, something you know you can manage and stay consistent with, because that that's key is you, we want to continue to give consistently. And so if we can start where we are and start small, then we can grow that over time. And also, I would the other side of that is I would say treat it like a bill, like any other bill that you pay. So a lot of parishes now and a lot of charitable organizations, they make it very easy to have a recurring monthly gift. And so that way you kind of set it and forget it. It's on autopilot. You don't have to think about it. And that helps you be successful and consistent. And then you can evaluate that over time as well and say, okay, well, can I do a little bit more? That would be my advice to someone who, you know, they have this nagging feeling in in the back of their mind, like I should be doing more, but I don't know if I can. It's just start where you are. Yeah, no, it's it's a great point. Again, we're speaking with Ashley Mishike. She's the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors here in the greater Portland area. Looking at charitable giving this time of year, coming up toward the end of the year, too. Are there any things that you look at as far as giving as we approach the end of the year? Yes. So there are, you know, some tax advantage ways to give. The best one for someone who's older, retired, and taking distributions, those mandatory distributions from their IRA or 401k accounts, you can make charitable donations directly from those accounts and it lowers your taxable income for the year. So that's usually the low-hanging fruit and where I start with clients. A lot of times with the changes to the tax laws, people aren't benefiting tax-wise as much as they used to from charitable donations because you have to itemize on your taxes to be able to to get the the tax deduction now but you know there are other things you can utilize a donor advised fund you know you can group your giving into like over say a span of three years if you do it all in one year you can maybe give enough that year to to uh, be able to itemize and then benefit from that so there's lots of strategies that people can use to 
benefit tax-wise and financially from giving. But, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is just to give a little bit more than what you think you can, and you might be surprised at how much you're able to give without jeopardizing your own financial future. Right. And I liked what you said earlier, too, going back to that, from the fact that there are a lot of organizations where you can set up monthly giving, and so it just happens automatically, and you really don't have to think about it. That way, it just happens. It's just part of your budget. Right. Yeah. Modern day does that, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. We love when people do that. <laughs> in, in fact, uh, speaking of uh, charitable giving as a nonprofit organization, but I think it is helpful because, again, you do it and then you don't really have to think about it. So it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, I got to write a check this month. So it just happens. And I know a lot of parishes do that as well now. And they try to, I think, get folks to do that because it makes it much easier, too. I think from an accounting standpoint for the organization, too, knowing that they have this amount coming in. There's a lot of reasons why people don't give more. And I think a lot of it does come from a place of fear. Like, you know, once that money leaves my bank account, once I let that go, it's not coming back. You know, I think that's a big driver why people don't give more. It's not because they're selfish or bad people. It's just they're afraid. And speaking firsthand, you know, several years ago, my husband and I made the decision to be more intentional with our giving and to to do it, you know, regularly and consistently and every month and committing to a certain dollar amount. And we wanted to do that at the point where it was somewhat sacrificial, where, you know, maybe we wouldn't be able to go on this trip or live in this house or, you know, do things. There's a sacrificial element to it that I think is important. But also, I was scared and my husband was scared because, you know, we had young kids at the time. We have four kids now. Mm -hmm. And we need diapers. We're sending our kids to Catholic school. Yeah. That's not cheap. Bottomless goldfish. Like we go through an in, an insane amount of food mm-hmm. in our house. Too. Right. So all of these things, you know, make it so it's like, uh, you know, I'm not comfortable. But I can tell you from experience that it has been such a blessing for our family to be able to be more generous and also grow intentionally try to grow our giving over time as well that's wonderfully said and that's why ashley you are part of that phrase the lord loves a cheerful giver and that's you (laughs) hey look at great to talk with you ashley michike ceo true north retirement advisors here in the greater portland area and a member of Monterey radio's leadership circle as always love the information ashley thank you so much thank you david all right god bless it is 723 here at Day Radio. What great information. Oh, yeah. I just love, and, and a real discussion. It yeah. does sometimes, you know, get tight. But boy, mm-hmm. being able to still provide and give at to the parish level, so very important. If you want to listen to that interview, again, some great information in there, maybe share it with a family member too, please go to materdayradio.com. On the front of the page under um, the morning blend, you're going to see Ashley's interview made into a podcast. You'll also be able to access the all of our locally produced shows and podcasts on the Hail Mary media app. I'll include a link that'll get you to True North Retirement also to make it easy and you can find out more information. Again, it is all of our podcasts at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com. 
or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. The Beginnings of the Order of St. Francis. And after the Lord gave me some brothers, no one showed me what to do. But the Most High revealed to me that I was to live according to the manner of the Holy Gospel. And I had it written down in brief, simple words, and the Lord Pope confirmed it for me. And those who came to receive this life gave everything they had to the poor. They were happy with the one tunic patched inside and out, and with a cord and breeches. And we had no desire for anything else. A Testament of St. Francis. A Reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Marie Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio and Kaiser Healthcare workers on strike. We'll have the details in the news. Pope Francis saying, this is not a gag order, but I don't want you talking to the media. The first meeting of the Synods have begun. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Tori Harris and hearts want stone. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. I am dust, and dust I will be. And you will breathe life Start and oh, 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 
That is Tori Harris and Hearts Once Stone. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In your news this morning, Pope Francis opened his Synod on Synodality Wednesday by urging members to abstain from speaking to journalists in order to maintain what he said was the priority of listening and lamented the influence of public opinion on past synod gatherings. Speaking to synod members and participants during the October 4th opening session, the Pope stressed the need to make room for the Holy Spirit through the priority of listening. In this regard, he said, synod participants send a message to journalists that reflects life in the Holy Spirit. Pope Francis referred to rumors circulating in some media outlets stating that the reason synod participants are hesitant to speak to the media is because that, quote, the bishops are afraid and insisted that this is inaccurate. In the months ahead of the Synod, Pope Francis sent clear indications that he did not want participants speaking with the media, and speculation arose over a supposed proposal to impose pontifical secrecy, the breaking of which incurs automatic excommunication over the Synod discussions, including the topics discussed and the brief interventions given by members and participants. The official guidelines for the Synod published on Wednesday stopped short of pontifical secrecy while still binding participants to the spirit of confidentiality. Well, picketing began yesterday morning at Kaiser Permanente Hospitals as some 75,000 health care workers go on strike in five states over wages and staffing shortages. Nearly 4,000 workers in Oregon and southwest Washington are among them. Kaiser Permanente is one of the country's larger insurers and healthcare system operators with 39 hospitals nationwide. The nonprofit company based in Oakland, California, provides health coverage for nearly 13 million people. The strikers include licensed vocational nurses, home health aides, and ultrasound sonographers, as well as technicians in radiology, x-ray, surgical, pharmacy, and emergency departments. Doctors are not participating, and Kaiser says its hospitals, including emergency rooms, will remain open during the picketing. Separately in Oregon, about 400 Kaiser Permanente pharmacy technicians and other workers walked off the job Sunday, beginning their own 21-day strike. On the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, the faithful gathered at the Basilica of St. Francis in Assisi, Italy, to honor the beloved saint and celebrate the 800th anniversary of the approval of the rule of St. Francis and the creation of the nativity scene in Grecio. Friar Marco Moroni welcomed the crowd made up of religious people, representatives of the Italian government, civil and military authorities, and pilgrims from the Osta Valley, a region in Italy that was chosen to donate the oil for the lamp burning before the tomb of St. Francis this year. Moroni also shared a message from Pope Francis for the occasion. The Holy Father sent his warm regards to all those gathered in Assisi and asked for their prayers. Friar Moroni called on St. Francis to intercede so that in this changing era, we may know how to welcome from the Lord the gift of a good and beautiful life, of a capacity for friendship and sharing, of a great love. For humanity. 
Well, do you still have yours? I'm talking about the once critical pandemic document. That would be that white COVID-19 vaccination card. Now they're being phased out. Now that COVID-19 vaccines are not being distributed by the federal government, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has stopped printing new cards. The federal government shipped more than 980 million cards between late 2020 when the first vaccines came out through May of this year. Federal and local health officials don't expect the discontinuation of the cards to be a big change since the days of keeping them to ensure entry into festivals, bars, and restaurants are largely over. So if you've held on to your card, it is still valid as proof of vaccination. Otherwise, people who need their COVID-19 immunization records will need to request them, just like any other vaccine. Well, federal prosecutors hope to seize luxury vehicles, including a Lamborghini and a Mercedes, along with $25,000 in cash from a Westland man accused of selling counterfeit N95 masks during the COVID-19 mm. pandemic. 69-year-old Zhang Yung is facing one count of conspiracy to traffic counterfeit goods. According to federal court records, you and others worked with producers of counterfeit N95 masks to import the products into the United States. He created fake documents and certificates of authenticity to help sell at least $2.5 million in counterfeit masks. Now, his company, Air Tech, are also being sued in Multnomah County Circuit Court by an Oregon medical supply company. Medical pros of Newburgh claim it was defrauded after ordering millions of masks through, this, uh, uh, through you in 2020 and 21. According to the civil lawsuit, medical pros noticed the lot numbers and barcodes on the boxes of masks seemed a little suspicious. Testing confirmed the masks were counterfeit, according to the lawsuit. In sports, Major League Baseball Division Series, which get underway on Saturday, are now set following yesterday's wild card sweeps. It was Texas over Tampa Bay, 7-1. Rangers will now face the Baltimore Orioles. Minnesota down Toronto, 3-1 to to advance against the Houston Astros. Arizona defeated Milwaukee, 5-2. The Diamondbacks will take on the Los Angeles Dodgers. And Philadelphia blasted Miami, 7-1. The Phillies get the Atlanta Braves. That's interesting. Every wild card series was a sweep. Wow. There were three-game series, so they weren't long series, but uh, all those teams won two to nothing. And did the – were both teams wild-card teams that played each other or were yeah, they division yeah. winners no, they that were all, played a wild-card no, team? No, they were all wild-card teams. Now those winners of the wild-card teams will play the division winners. Okay. There you go. I feel a little uninspired by the series this year, but I know – yeah, come, you know, when things are starting to get closer to the World Series, no matter who's in the World Series, Yeah, I always watch. Uh-huh. I always yeah. do. I've always been a Los Angeles Dodgers fan, so I'm happy to see the Dodgers in it. But yeah, I don't get really too uh, worked up over the playoffs until the series rolls Until around. the series, yeah. that's right. Mark Wahlberg is more than happy to share his deep faith in a bid to inspire others. The Father Stu actor has been encouraging his fans on social media to, in quotes, 
stay prayed up. Mm, mm. Wahlberg's latest post shows him kneeling in front of a statue of the Virgin Mary deep in prayer. As he ends his prayers, he turns to the camera and repeats his advice to stay prayed up. While the video is lovely to see as it encourages others to turn to prayer, many of the comments that followed the post were very inspiring also. Now, some people, though, questioned the need to pray to Mary, however, and some queried why anyone would actually pray to an inanimate object. One commenter said, why pray to a statue? They don't hear anything. Pray to Jesus. That's all you need. And that's where Catholics came out and forth to teach others about the faith and the need to seek Mary's intercession. Another comment gave a further explanation stating, Catholics pray to Mary for intercession. Kind of like when you ask a family member or friend to pray for you. That's the same as it goes for saints. However, we revere her because she is the Holy Mother of Christ. Although Wahlberg's post was inspiring in a number of ways, it also highlighted the fact that the role of the Virgin Mary in our prayer life is still misunderstood by many. The post then became an educational opportunity. Right. It's a really great picture. And this isn't a small statue. It's a large, almost looks like he was at a shrine oh, right. or a church. It was a real large mm-hmm. uh, statue of the Virgin Mary. Real beautiful. And uh, yeah, it's fun. So David... Stay prayed prayed up. up. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday at 7.30 a.m., it is Catholic Medical Association Portland Guild Mass and a Meeting. It's happening at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. Monsignor Gerard O'Connor will celebrate Mass at 7.30 a.m., followed by a panel, or excuse me, followed by a discussion of presentation highlights from the recent CMA Annual Education Conference. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events by going to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And David, I want our listeners to know during the 8 o'clock hour, I have a very exciting interview. Sister... Marisha Weber is coming for the White Mass that the Portland Guild Catholic Medical oh. Association is hosting. All right. An incredible discussion on screen time addiction. Mm, Every family okay. should listen. Yeah. And coming up, too, we're going to speak, speak with someone who's going to be very, very busy over the next week. I'm talking about Dina Marie. She's got Rosary Bowl and then the Mater Dei Radio Fall share She joins us next. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers, and other listeners of Modern Day Radio as we pray an act of hope. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh my God, relying on your infinite mercy and promises, I hope to obtain pardon of my sins. The help of your grace 
and everlasting life through the merits of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Redeemer. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us at materdayradio.com and click Prayer, or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. at Mater Day Radio. Looks like it's going to be a nice day today. After that morning, fog burns off. Sunshine, high of 79. Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 60. And then sunny Saturday, Friday, tomorrow as well. Highs in the low 80s. Currently, it is 55 degrees at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. And 57 degrees at St. Peter's Church in Eugene. David, just a moment ago, I went to the back door, I unlocked it, and guess what? Trick or treat! Dina Marie came flying in. I, I told you, don't unlock the door. Unlock she'll come. Door. She'll come right in. Just, she had that yeah, sense. She's like, oh, right. I think I can get in there this morning. Of course, our listeners uh, recognize that voice, Dina Marie Hale. I sent you an email earlier in the week going. Is there going to be a time this week <laughs> that we might be able to fit in there one more opportunity? And you said, I'll come right I'll on come in. I'll come right in. I'm going to be in your neighborhood on Thursday. And as you saw, uh, mentioned the temperature at Our Lady of Peace, that's my next stop is Our Lady of Peace Retreat because they're going to be helping to uh, provide some of our refreshments for the Rosary Bowl. So ah. last year, thanks to Sister Angela and her, her wonderful gifts in the kitchen, we'll have a few extra baked goods courtesy of our lady of peace retreat so you know things come from all different parts of the community to make this event possible so uh, i'll be heading on over there later to see the sisters and to bring some of their joy to the rosary bowl well, you can always swing by here and drop some off, too, if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> if there's any leftovers, yeah, there's it's a... coming on Monday, because there's something else going on on Monday. Yeah, here. I'll so tell true. you what. Deborah is already <laughs> getting stacks of things yeah. in the uh, in my office, and 
It's a temptation, but I'm not allowed to eat any of the snacks Ooh. until Monday. Monday. I didn't know that. I'm going to go in there right don't, now. And don't see. go in there. <laughs> don't do that. So we will talk about share So, But let our listeners know the first Saturday week of October, we know that is going to be Rosary Bowl Saturday. How are things shaping up? Are, are we ready to welcome the community together to it's, pray to yeah. our Blessed Mother? It's so exciting. And again, I just want to encourage our listeners, East Salem Community Center, you can go online, get the directions. It's so easy to get there in the Salem area off of the Market Street exit, which Lancaster and Market Street, very easy to find. We have a wonderful space for mass, for rosary, for our adoration time and keynote speaker with Father Brian Milady. We have a wonderful hall of ministries, which will fill with different ministries in the community. And then we have another hall that's going to be called, I call it the Quiet Zone, because we'll have the Eucharistic Miracles display there. We have a beautiful rosary display. We have a beautiful shrine, a Schoenstatt shrine. I just got notification from our Knights of Columbus. They're going to be bringing some special displays. So it's a, another space that people can go for more, more for prayer, meditation, to learn about the Eucharist, about the Holy Rosary. This is our, the real focus is a Marian and Eucharist celebration. So you're going to have things to do throughout the day. Doors will open up at 9 a.m. And folks, I have at least five priests ready to hear confessions mm. at 9 a.m. So come early if you want to uh, uh, go to confession. Um, I'm just so grateful for the generosity of our priests. They've been at the coast. Uh, we've been seeing posts of the coast for our, our priest convocations. So I hope you continue to pray for our priests, but they're willing to come back and then spend some time with us at the Rosary Bowl. I'm just so grateful. Bishop Peter Smith will be there to celebrate Mass, and we have a couple of our wonderful deacons from, uh, well, Deacon Brian Dean and also Deacon Jeff Schmidt, who is over at Immaculate Conception in Staten. They will be helping to celebrate with us as well as Deacon James Thurman, who runs the men's conference every year in December. So he will be there. And uh, and then our great friends at St. Joseph's Catholic Church, you know, they are doing their best to help contribute and support us. And we're going to be giving support to them back in terms of um, generosity and donations as well. So it's just a great day to come and pray. Wear your favorite Rosary Bowl sweatshirt if you want, because we've got about six years or seven years worth of Rosary Bowl sweatshirts out there. And we have a special, I don't even know exactly what it looks like yet, Brenda and David, but there's a special Rosary Bowl. Um, It's not a wearable, but it's a special gift that we're going to be having at the Rosary Bowl. You just have to come and check it out because um, one of our members got really excited and put something special together for our our guests. And so you have to be early to get in on that special gift. That's the early bird special right there. It's the early bird blue light special. (laughs) That's what I would say, blue light special. Okay, so remind us again, doors open at 9 o'clock. Mass begins at 10, followed by the Rosary. And then in the afternoon, we'll have a time for adoration about 1.30 and then Father Brian Milady will be speaking at 2. We'll close it up with our Chaplet of Divine Mercy and Benediction at 3. And just during that uh, time of uh, Hour of Mercy, we'll close up the doors and send people home for their uh, for their celebration with their families. How many years now? Eight, excuse me, 17. This 17. is the 17th annual wow. 
Rochebel Northwest. Amazing. 2007. Yeah. 2007 was the first year out in the cold, out at Volcano Stadium. And so, again, the weather's going to be fantastic. Yeah. We, yes, we have had sure. rainy days. We've had cold days. But I think it'll be a very nice weather day for us at Rochebel uh, on this Saturday, October 7th. Again, the Feast yeah. of the Holy Rosary. So when you did this first one, you know, back in 2007, did you have any idea that I had you no know, clue. it would be going 17 plus years Good now? Good grief. Yeah. Rob and I look at each other and go, wow. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> and, you know, some of the years we look at the program and just the complexity of some of the things we've done in the past, and we've simplified some things, and we've, and I guess we've learned over the years how to work on different things, but uh, we have a little bit smaller space for the different Hall of Ministries, so at one time I think we had about 20 or 30 different groups. Now we've got about 15 groups coming in to, to share all of their good resources, so it's just a great space for people to come. We can't think of another Catholic event throughout the year that brings this many people together uh, to be able to connect with so many people. And then, of course, to pray the rosary and to have adoration, to have mass and to have confessions all at the same time space. It, it's a pretty unusual and unique space. And I know throughout the country, Rosary Coast to Coast. So on that first Saturday, uh, we'll be gathering with communities from the West Coast to the East Coast, praying the Holy Rosary. Mm. So I think it's it, we're going to be uniting our voices and our prayers uh, throughout the whole nation uh, for peace with Our Lady to our Lord Jesus mm. Christ. That's beautiful. Man, it's going to be a great day again uh, this Saturday, Rosary Bowl down in Salem. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Sherathon following up after, <laughs> That's your, right. after your busy weekend. Now, after that busy weekend, and, and before we move on, though, there is a website where all of the there details can be found. Yep, just go to rosarybullnw.org, rosarybullnw.org. You can get the address of the location, the schedule for the day, and if you've got any questions, there's a place to contact us. That goes directly to my e email inbox, and we just love to see you come. Come, just, just come. Come, come and be changed. I think you're really going to have the opportunity to fall into the wonderful theme of the Sherathon, which is be changed. We're changed by our Lord and our Blessed Mother and our, our real connection and our devotion to them. Dana Marie, those words that you said, be changed. That's what we are all called to be different right? To be one in the Holy Spirit, united in the Eucharist. You have that great event. Hopefully you'll get some good rest on Sunday because bright and early Monday morning, you are back here, Mater Day Radio, our special guest host, Be Changed, our yeah. fall share -thon. It's going to be a, a wonderful time to celebrate Catholic Radio, and I just want to encourage people, tune in the whole week, support the—we're uh, going to have so many great priests and guests. I mean, we've really lined up—thank you, David, and I've reached out to a oh, few you folks. Oh, you too, Dina Marie. But it's, it's pretty much packed from 7 a.m. on Monday to 7 p.m. on Friday mm -hmm. night, just really hour by hour. And I think we're going to get a wonderful sense of how the Lord and our, His Eucharistic presence has changed not only our lives, but also the lives of others as uh, those that are involved in ministries, that are involved in family life, that are involved in our parishes or service, uh, we see the ways people are changed when they encounter Jesus in the Eucharist. So number one, support the station. Uh, I, I think the Western Oregon and Southwest Washington would be a lot darker if it wasn't for Catholic Radio. We really have a bright light that shines through over 30 plus years of Catholic radio and evangelization. It does make a difference. I think it certainly has changed uh, the West Coast for better because the station has been broadcasting. And so, folks, we need the support, and I'm excited to be with you guys.
All right. We're looking forward to it, no doubt about it. So, yeah, thank you so much. We talk about all of the work that goes into the planning of this. While it is a long week for us, it's a really exciting time. And I love all of the guests, David, that you have lined up. You're correcting, Emory. I think there's maybe only one or two hours that there is no guest that couldn't fill a slot. Otherwise, I looked at this list and I went, oh. I cannot Mm -hmm. wait for them to come. And it's such an important week. And we just ask our listeners to listen, support where you can. And a big thank you. I know Deborah has already gotten a great group of volunteers. People want to come in. They help support us with uh, their time, their talent. They're answering the calls. They are praying on the phone with our, our listeners. And... Again, we get fed really, really well, mm-hmm. too. So it's going to be a busy week. But Dina Marie, oh, we are looking forward to having you in for the week. So prayers for Rosary Bowl, rest on Sunday, and we'll see you here on Monday morning. I'll be back on Monday. Looking forward to seeing everybody on Saturday in Salem. All right. Great to have you with us. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. We see it in the frenzy of road rage or the smoldering resentment of passive-aggressive behavior. Perhaps we even struggle with anger ourselves. We like to say that other people make us angry, as though our getting angry were their fault. As St. Benedict says in his rule, they are doing us a favor by exposing the anger that is already in our hearts. If we want to be calm and at peace, we need to pull anger by the roots out of our own lives and not depend on the good behavior of others to keep us from getting angry. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. Remember, Becoming angry is not due to lack of perfection in others, but to our own lack of virtue and patience. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend 
Two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 757 at Mater Day Radio. Well, I got good and bad news for you, Brenda. Okay. You didn't win the Powerball jackpot, <laughs> but neither did anyone else. Oh, okay. Well, good. If I can't win, nobody else can. Uh, that's in the news. And Pope Francis says it is the most common sin in the church, and he urges the synod members not to fall into this trap. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Born in 1819 to the family of textile merchants in Germany, little Francis Xavier Silos wanted to become just like the saint he was named after. Any decision he made after his confirmation affirmed he was on his way to sainthood. Francis's dream was always to become a priest, and so he began his studies. He obtained his degree in philosophy and theology in 1839 and was accepted to the St. Jerome Seminary in Germany in 1842. He loved his studies and began to even explore additional orders outside of the pastoral studies. Francis became familiar with the Congregation of the Most Holy Redeemer, who focused their ministry work on the poor, abandoned, and immigrants. His heart was so moved to serve the overlooked members of society that he left St. Jerome and traveled to the United States to serve the German-American immigrants. He arrived in New York and completed his studies at the Redemptorist of St. James in Baltimore, Maryland in 1844. From there, Father Francis worked nine years at St. Philomena Parish in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Six of those years were spent as an assistant pastor and spiritual student under St. John Newman, and the other three as superior and novice master of the Redemptorist community. Father Francis truly embraced the lifestyle of the Redemptorists and lived a life of simplicity. He lived a simple life, he preached a simple message, and he simply loved. Although he lived a simple life, he drew crowds to his parishes, hearing confession from anyone who desired the sacrament. He never grew tired of serving the young and old, black and white. He would hear confessions in English, German, and even French. Because of his simple but powerful preaching, Father Francis was proposed as the Bishop of Pittsburgh in 1860. He humbly begged to be excused from this act of God so that he could continue serving the poor and immigrants directly, and Pope Pius IX allowed it. Setting out in 1863, Father Francis would spend the remaining years of his life traveling as an itinerant missionary to many different states, preaching bilingually in German and English to anyone who would hear. He then heard of a growth of German communities, specifically in New Orleans, Louisiana. So in 1866, he settled down for one final year. Father Francis would work with victims suffering from yellow fever for the next year until he was personally taken by the disease himself in 1867. Just short 100 years following his death, a miraculous healing of an incurable cancer patient credited their healing towards Father Francis Xavier Silos, opening his canonization. For a man who lived such a simple life, Blessed Francis set out on an incredible journey that would only lead him to everlasting joy. May we follow his simple approach to step back and let God shine through our own witnesses. Blessed Francis Xavier Silos, patron against cancer, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock.
Pope Francis, in his opening remarks for the Synod on Synodality on Wednesday, offered guidance to participants on how the month-long assembly will proceed, pointing Synod delegates to text by St. Basil on the Holy Spirit. The Pope emphasized the importance of listening over speaking. He said the church is paused, just like the apostles were when together in the upper room before Pentecost, except they were hiding in fear and we are not. It's a pause of the listening church, and that's the most important message, he said in the Vatican's Paul VI Hall. And the opening session of the Synod on Synodality took place Wednesday afternoon. Unlike past synods, which took place in an auditorium-style room called the New Synod Hall, in the 2023 Synod, participants are sitting at round tables in the large hall where Pope Francis often holds audiences with members of the public. Repeating his frequent appeals that the Synod is not a parliament or a church meeting on pastoral care, Pope Francis underlined the priority of listening to the Holy Spirit over speaking. He said, empty words are one of the things that sadden the Holy Spirit the most and that gossip is one of the most common sins in the church. Well, the Powerball jackpot soared to an estimated one4 billion, that's billion dollars for Saturday, which would be the third largest jackpot in the game's history. After last night's drawing turned up no grand prize winner, prize up for grabs Saturday would also be the fifth largest U.S. lottery jackpot, according to Powerball. If one ticket matches all six numbers Saturday, the holder would have a choice between the full jackpot payout over years or a lump sum estimated at over $640 million, <laughs> that's oh before God. taxes. Uh, Powerball has had no grand prize winner since July 19th when a single ticket sold in California won a jackpot worth more than a billion dollars. Wednesday's Powerball drawing was the 33rd consecutive with no jackpot winner. There were several million-dollar winners last night, but none in Oregon or Washington. Okay. Yeah, so still got a chance. I got a chance. Yep. On Wednesday evening, hundreds of people gathered for a candlelight vigil at the Hillsborough Airport to remember 20-year-old Barrett Babakwa. He was one of two people killed in a plane crash in Newburgh Tuesday night. Barrett was a shining star, said his father, Matt. We're blessed that we had 20 amazing years with him. Bevacqua said Barrett died following his dream of becoming a commercial pilot. On Tuesday evening around 6.45 p.m., the Piper Seminole he was in spiraled out of control and crashed into the roof of a home in Newburgh. No one inside the house was injured. Barrett and his flight instructor, 22-year-old Michelle Cavallotti, were killed. Another pilot student, 20-year-old Emily Hurd, survived, suffering serious injuries. Bevacqua said all three were roommates. Barrett and Hurd were part of the Horizon Air Ascend Pilot Academy, which trains students to become commercial pilots. They partner with the Hillsboro Aero Academy. Federal transportation officials are investigating what caused the crash. Well, is your new iPhone 15 too hot to handle? Well, apparently that's an issue, as Apple is releasing an iOS 17 system update that includes a fix to prevent the iPhone 15 lineup from becoming uncomfortably hot. 
The Cupertino, California company blamed a software bug and other issues tied to some popular apps for causing its recently released iPhone 15 models to heat up and spark complaints. In a statement to the Associated Press, Apple said that they had identified a few conditions which can cause iPhone to run warmer than expected. In its acknowledgement, Apple stressed that the trouble isn't related to its new processor or titanium casing that houses the high-end iPhone 15 Pro and iPhone 15 Pro Max. Apple also dismissed speculation that the overheating problem in the new models might be tied to a shift in its charging system system so uh yeah that's interesting okay you well, said your phone can warm a little bit mine sometimes. does now i have the iphone 14 and when the gps is running i use <clears throat> ways yeah uh the app so it's getting real-time traffic information and adjusting mm-hmm. as i'm i'm going down the road so that way if something happens ahead of me it's going to divert me it will run hot oh, okay uh i notice a little bit not hot i shouldn't say but I notice my phone is warm. warm. Yeah. Yeah. Not too hot to handle. Not at all. Yeah. All right. It's interesting. Are you tired of lines at the DMV or waiting for an appointment to take a test? The Oregon Department of Transportation reported Wednesday that the Class C, that's your regular driver's right. license, and a motorcycle tests will now be offered online in Oregon. Hmm. And there's a bit of a catch, though. Customers who pass the online test still must go into a DMV office with their identity documents and pass a vision screening, at which time they'll be issued a permit or become eligible to schedule a driving test if they're not if they are old enough. Those wanting to take the test online will need reliable Internet, a webcam, keyboard and mouse teenagers younger than 18 need an adult 21 years or older to supervise while they take the test the test will be offered initially in english and spanish only but the dmv said it plans to add more languages in the future the online tests look like the testing screens in a dmv office so the experience will be similar for test takers and there's no difference in cost for taking the test online the DMV said the online testing system beginning being used in Oregon has been used in other states and has proven identity verification and anti-cheating features. So that's my question. How do you know somebody isn't, <laughs> isn't cheating? cheating? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. But if uh, you have to cheat to take a DMV license... Oh, I think you got bigger troubles. It's not difficult. Just study a yeah, little well, I bit. Know. I understand. You can pass it. But I'll, I'll say this. This would be a great option for people who get anxious, who have like that test anxiety sure. of going into a place and doing this. That Yeah, they'll be just a little calmer at home. But they said that there are anti-cheating features, right. which is why I'm sure you need the webcam. Yeah. Somebody's watching you. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Oh, that I understand that now. Um, my question is always like when I was uh, in school: Is this an open book test? No. Okay. Yeah, the driving test <laughs> is not open book. Okay. <laughs> uh, in sports, University of Portland women's soccer team was in action last night on the bluff against Gonzaga. And it was the Bulldogs with the two to one win. Loss drops Portland's record to 7-2-2 two, and two overall and 1-1 one and one in West Coast Conference action. Zags are 9-2-1 and one and 2-0 and oh in conference play. Pilots are back in action Saturday night at Loyola Marymount in Los Angeles. 
And in the NFL tonight, there's a game. The 0-4 Chicago Bears are at the 2-2 Washington Commanders. Kickoff at 5.15 on Prime Video. Assisi is widely known as home to the Basilica of St. Clair and the San Damiano Crucifix. In celebration of this year's Synod on Synodality, the San Damiano Cross moved to St. Peter's Square. According to the Franciscan Mission Service, the San Damiano Cross is the large Romanesque rude cross that hung in the abandoned chapel near Assisi. While still in his early 20s and seeking his place in the world, St. Francis of Assisi was praying before this cross when he heard the voice of God commanding him to rebuild my church. Now, according to Father Corrigan, the figures that are surrounding Jesus on this cross are intricate and purposeful. If you've ever seen the San Damiano cross, you'll recognize that there's the image of Christ in the center, but there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. and things around him. These are some of the things you may not have noticed on that cross. First, at the top, God the Father's right hand is got his two extended fingers to represent the power of his right hand to raise his son from the dead. There are angels welcoming Jesus into heaven. Ten angels surrounding him as Jesus climbs out of the tomb in his resurrected glory. The angels welcome him into heaven. There's also angels below Jesus' arms, three on each side, that are filled with amazement at Christ's work for salvation. At his side, there's Mary, the mother of Jesus, and St. John. They stand underneath the cross as Christ entrusts his mother to John. And also included is Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and the Roman centurion. There's also this soldier with a lance who pierced the side of Christ. Now, if you go a little farther down, near Christ, left calf muscle, there is a rooster. And this represents Peter's betrayal of Jesus. It also announces the new dawn of Jesus' resurrection. And then originally, artists depicted several saints at the bottom of the cross. For all unrecognizable, some sources say they are the patrons of Umbria, St. John, St. Michael, St. Rufino, St. John the Baptist, St. Peter, and St. Paul. Interesting. So take a look at that cross sometime, and now you'll know a few of those features. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Saturday at noon, it is the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary at the Grotto. Join the community after the first Saturday St. Peregrine Mass in the Chapel of Mary or in the Upper Gardens along the Via Matris to pray the Dolores Rosary. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. So if four cars all arrive at a four-way stop sign at the same time, (laughs) who has the right-of-way? The one on the right. The one on the right. Okay. But that's funny because every car has a right, doesn't (laughs) it? I was going to say, so that's a trick question. That's me because I'm going to get out there first. (laughs) That's right. No, you go. No, you go. You go. You go. You go. I'm going. You have a really uh, wonderful interview coming up. Tell us about this. That's right. St. Marisa Weber is going to be the guest speaker at the annual White Mass here in Portland. The whole community is invited to attend that and listen to her. And I'll tell you what, when she gets done talking about our addiction to screen time, You're going to want to know more. All right. It's after the forecast.
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. One of the great hallmarks of the Catholic community in the Pacific Northwest is how we pull together in the face of adversity. Unite with Matre Day Radio, the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, and Archbishop Alexander K. Sample in support of the parishioners of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem as they recover from the devastating fire that destroyed their sanctuary. My heart really is just filled with emotions. I'm deeply saddened by what has happened to your house. Stand with Archbishop Sample and Mater Day Radio. Show your solidarity with a gift to the St. Joseph Salem Fire Relief Fund through the Archdiocese of Portland at archdpdx.org. That's archdpdx.org to support St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem with Mater Day Radio, here for our community as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 814 at Mater Day Radio, becoming sunny today, high of 79, clear overnight tonight, low of 60, and then sunny again for Friday, high of 82. Currently it is... 54 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground. And 54 degrees at St. Edward's Church in Kaiser. Many would agree that a person does not set out to become addicted to a harmful behavior or substance. Children are warned of the dangers of drugs and sometimes they take the risk anyway. But other addictions begin in what seems to be a harmless distraction. Adults have access to so many things online and as we raise our families... It seems that earlier and earlier ages, kids are introduced to online programs. But the dangers of online addictions are pitfalls for adults and can ruin marriages. And doctors are only now discovering the changes in the neural pathways of children due to excessive screen time and social media. So what can we do? Well, for those attending the White Mass and Dinner, you will hear from an expert in the field. Sister Marisha Weber is a religious sister of Mercy of Alma, Michigan, and a physician certified by the American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology. Now, the event is coming up October 14th. We'll focus on adult online behavior. That's open to the entire community. But this morning, Sister Marisha is joining me today to talk about social media and the effects on every family. Good morning, Sister Marisha. Thank you so much for joining us on the Morning Blend. Well, good morning, Brenda, and thank you so much for this opportunity. Sister Marisha, you are a sister and a doctor. How did you become a doctor and also answer God's call to your vocation? (laughs) I actually entered the community. I was already a doctor. I had finished one year of family practice. And when I entered the community, being very drawn, oh, very much of a surprise, I um, wanted to do cardiology and went to a small rural community to discover that um, one of the physicians at the clinic was a nun, and the nurse was a nun, and the administrator was a nun, 
and they invited me to go pray at their convent. And it happened there that our Lord stirred in my heart. And to my surprise, I realized that he was calling me to religious life. So that was not expected at all. And so after much prayer and discernment, I, I entered the Religious Sisters of Mercy of Alma, Michigan, and then my mother general asked if I would be willing to switch specialties and consider a residency um, in psychiatry, which was a bit daunting <laughs> because I thought, my goodness, you know, I'm far from perfect, and, you know, to be in this area, and she said, well, just tr pray about it. And I want you to train in a very good place. So I want you to go to the Mayo Clinic. So I actually did a six-week rotation there. And lo and behold, which is not typical, they offered me a residency in psychiatry at the Mayo Clinic. And so I knew that that was God's yes. And so I said yes. And I have to say that after decades of having the privilege of working with individuals who have a variety of areas of suffering to see the grace of God working in their lives and the privilege of accompanying them has been very moving. So I'm just so grateful that God called me to this community, to religious life, and then also to this special work as a psychiatrist. What an incredible story, sister. And we are so looking forward to hosting you coming up on October 14th at 5.30 p.m., it is the White Mass. Archbishop Alexander Sample going to be celebrating at Holy Rosary Church here in Portland. Sister, let our listeners know who aren't familiar, why a White Mass for healthcare workers? Yeah, good question. Well, the White Mass actually took its name from the white coats that in the day physicians were wearing. So it's a way to mark, though, all healthcare providers, not just physicians, but all healthcare providers. So please come and join us. It's a beautiful evening, starting with Holy Mass. And the intent really is to ask God's blessing upon all healthcare givers, as well as the patients that are cared for, because there's a real um, knowledge, a keen appreciation that healthcare providers are the hands and the feet of Jesus and that those who suffer are not alone. And because Jesus became incarnate, he redeemed all of suffering. And so we want to acknowledge that healing power of Jesus, and no better place to do it than at the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And then I understand there's going to be quite a nice meal to follow. So we would love to have as many people there as possible and to share this topic on screen addiction why you can't put down your phone, which was not an expected addiction at all, because I think it's important for more people to become aware of how this is working and the effect that it's had quite unwittingly, um, quite surprisingly um, to many. So I think knowledge is really an empowering factor that hopefully will impart to those who are able to attend. Sister Marisha Weber joining me today. She is with Sisters of Mercy of Alma, Michigan, a board-certified physician and the guest speaker at this year's annual White Mass. It is for healthcare professionals, but the event is open to everyone who has an interest in hearing more from Sister. Well, Sister Marisha, in your presentation, you're going to be speaking about screen use and how this has contributed to screens being one of the most pervasive, addictive behaviors we have today. Tell us more about it. 
Yes, Brenda, we never thought that when the Internet first came out that something that you see with our most sensitive sense, and now there's more sounds involved, could create an addiction. But what the research has undeniably communicated over these decades, that indeed screen use, it's actually overuse, has created changes in the brain that are just like substance abuse, like what you see in alcoholism, what you see in crack cocaine use, which was never expected. And so that's something that I think was quite a surprise. And, you know, now so many are are using, you know, these um, devices, especially now that we have this cell phone that only came out in 2007. So when you think 2007 was not that long ago, but apparently a few statistics 95% 95% of teens use social media every day, mm-hmm. and a third of them say they use constantly. They're not stopping to use it. It's constantly driven to do that. There's an urge. Why is that? And 90% of children under one today, this is a study by the Journal of American Academy of Pediatrics just a few years ago, 90% of children less than one use a mobile device daily to play games watch videos, use apps, and this is an even more surprising statistics. And even every year that I do this, it gets younger and younger. This same study said that children begin to interact with digital media by two or three months of age. So we are now seeing this urge, this desire to kind of pick up and look at these images because there's signs of withdrawal, because there's an addiction that has evolved that we never anticipated. And really, I think the culture has been kind of surprised. We've almost become like the victims of something that created an addiction that we never knew would. And that's why I think it's important to, to talk about. Oh, I listening to you speak, I can just recognize in my own daily behavior how even moments of quiet, maybe those moments where God is urging me to connect with him, my first inclination is to pass the time by looking at my phone. And boy, this is a topic for every single person. Every person is invited to join the annual White Mass. It is coming up October 14th. Sister Marisha, there is more that I want to talk to you about. I am fascinated by this as a parent, as a grandmother, and I need to know a little bit more. I'm already coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you. And it is 824 at Mater Day Radio. Well, if you haven't done so yet, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. It's loaded with information. You can access our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune into live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio as well. All the information on the free Hail Mary app right on our website. That's materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them. You would send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Modern Day Radio. It is 826 at Mater Day Radio, and Kaiser Healthcare workers on the picket lines. We'll have that in the news. It's not a gag order, but Pope Francis is asking Senate participants not to speak to the media. The first meetings of the Senate have begun. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Dante Schmitz, Alive in Me. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this morning, picketing began yesterday morning at Kaiser Permanente Hospitals as some 75,000 healthcare workers go on strike in five states over wages and staffing shortages. Nearly 4,000 workers in Oregon and southwest Washington are among them. Kaiser Permanente is one of the country's larger insurers and healthcare system operators with 39 hospitals nationwide. The nonprofit company, based in Oakland, California, provides healthcare coverage for nearly 13 million people. The strikers include licensed vocational nurses, home health aides, and ultrasound sonographers, as well as technicians in radiology, x-ray, surgical, pharmacy, and emergency departments. Doctors are not participating, and Kaiser says its hospitals, including emergency rooms, will remain open during the picketing. Separately in Oregon, about 400 Kaiser Permanente pharmacy technicians and other workers walked off the job Sunday, beginning their own 21-day strike. Pope Francis opened his Synod on Synodality Wednesday by urging members to abstain from speaking to journalists in order to maintain what he said was the priority of a listening and lamented the influence of public opinion on past Synod gatherings. Speaking to Synod members and participants during the opening session, the Pope stressed the need to make room for the Holy Spirit through the priority of listening. In this regard, he said, Synod participants must send a message to journalists that reflects life in the Holy Spirit. Pope Francis referred to rumors circulating in some media outlets stating that the reason Synod participants are hesitant to speak to the media is that the bishops are afraid and insisted that this is inaccurate. In the months ahead of the Synod, Pope Francis sent clear indications that he did not want participants speaking with the media, and speculation arose over a proposed proposal to impose pontifical secrecy, the breaking of which incurs automatic excommunication, the secrecy over the Synod discussions, including the topics discussed and the brief interventions given by members and participants. The official guidelines for the Synod published on Wednesday stopped short of pontifical secrecy while still binding participants to the spirit of confidentiality. Well, do you still have yours? I'm talking about the once critical pandemic document. That would be that white COVID-19 vaccination card. Now they're being phased out. Now that COVID-19 vaccines are not being distributed by the federal government, 
The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has stopped printing new cards. The federal government shipped more than 980 million cards between late 2020, when the vaccines first came out, through May of this year. Federal and local health officials don't expect the discontinuation of the cards to be a big change since the days of keeping them to ensure entry into festivals, bars, and restaurants are largely over. Now, if you've held on to your card, still valid as proof of vaccination. Otherwise, people who need their COVID-19 immunization records will need to request them, just like any other vaccine. You still have your card? I think I do. I think it's still in my wallet tucked in the back. I got mine. I I don't know that I've used it maybe once or twice when things were, you know, real locked down still, but okay. Yeah. Federal prosecutors hope to seize luxury vehicles, including a Lamborghini and Mercedes, along with $25,000 in cash from a Westland man accused of selling counterfeit N95 masks during the COVID-19 pandemic. 69-year-old Zheng Yu is facing one count of conspiracy to traffic counterfeit goods. According to federal court records, you and other workers with producers of counterfeit N95 masks to import the products into the United States. You created fake documents and certificates of authenticity to help sell at least $2.5 million in counterfeit masks, the prosecutors allege. His company, Airfield Tech, are also being sued in Multnomah County Circuit Court by an Oregon medical supply company. Medical Pros of Newburgh claims it was defrauded after ordering millions of masks through you in 2020 and 2021. And in sports, Major League Baseball Division Series, which get underway on Saturday, are now set following yesterday's wild card sweeps. It was Texas over Tampa Bay 7-1. Rangers will now face the Baltimore Orioles. Minnesota down Toronto 3-1 to advance against the Houston Astros. Arizona defeated Milwaukee 5-2. The Diamondbacks will take on the Los Angeles Dodgers. And Philadelphia blasted Miami 7-1. Phillies get the Atlanta Braves. Mark Wahlberg is more than happy to share his deep faith in a bid to inspire others. The Father Stu actor has been encouraging fans on social media to stay prayed up. Wahlberg's latest post shows him kneeling in front of a statue of the Virgin Mary deep in prayer. As he ends his prayers, he turns to the camera and repeats his advice to stay prayed up. While the video is lovely to see as it encourages others to turn to prayer, many of the comments that followed the post were very inspiring. Some people, though, questioned the need to pray to Mary, however, and some queried why anyone would actually pray to an inanimate object. One commenter said, Why pray to a statue? They don't hear anything. Pray to Jesus. That's all you need. And this is where Catholics came out in force to teach others about the faith and the need to seek Mary's intercession. Another comment gave a further explanation stating Catholics pray to Mary for intercession, kind of like when you ask a family member or friend to pray for you. That's the same goes for saints. However, we revere her because she is the Holy Mother of Christ. Although Wahlberg's post was inspiring in a number of ways, it also highlighted the fact that the role of the Virgin Mary in our prayer life is still misunderstood by many. The post then became an educational opportunity. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
On Tuesday, beginning at 7 o'clock p.m., it is Young Catholic Professionals Executive Speaker Series happening at St. Thomas More Catholic Church in Portland. Young adults in their 20s and 30s are invited to this event. October speaker is Steve Fain, managing partner at Moss Adams, who will discuss his vocation and working in witness for Christ. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And Brenda continues her interview talking about screen time. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Jesuit High School invites all interested students and families to attend an open house on Sunday, October 29th from 1 to 4 p.m. Jesuit High School, located on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway in Portland, is a Catholic college preparatory school in the Ignatian tradition that serves students from all backgrounds from grades 9 through 12. Jesuit strives to form women and men for others who are people of compassion, conscience, and competence. Register at jesuitportland.org forward slash open house. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 8.39 at Mater Day Radio. Well, once those morning clouds burn off, going to be sunny, high of 79 today. Mostly clear tonight, low of 60, and then sunny again for Friday and Saturday, highs in the low 80s. Look at that sun out there right now. beautiful, It's a gorgeous morning. I'm going to go outside after the show and take a deep Mm -hmm. breath of air. I think it's nice and cool out. It is currently 55 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 54 degrees at Our Lady of Sorrows Church in Portland. And I am back with Sister Marisha Weber. She's with the Sisters of Mercy of Alma, Michigan, a board-certified physician, and the guest speaker at this year's annual White Mass. It's coming up on October 14th. Archbishop Sample will celebrate Mass at Holy Rosary Church. The whole community is invited to attend. Adults, please join in in a very important discussion on internet pornography addiction that Sister will be talking about that evening. Today, however, well, we are talking about a subject that every person, every parent should be aware of, and that is the addiction of screen time and online use and how it's becoming younger and younger. Sister Marisha, thank you so very much for staying with me today. Oh, my gosh. I'm, this is, I'm so excited to have an opportunity to speak with you. Um, so thank you for the invitation. Sister, in our first half hour, you talked about how young people, how teenagers have this urge to use their phone, that they've become addicted to it. Now, for myself, I've recognized that also. 
I've even used the opportunity, taken the opportunity to give up Facebook, TikTok platforms for Lent. To be successful at that, though, sister, I recognize I had to actually delete the apps from my phone because knowing that they were there, that I could just touch the button was just too much of a temptation. And in fact, I never got back on TikTok because I recognize the addiction that I had gotten to that and the amount of time that I was wasting. So how do social media apps capitalize on those types of addictions to make their apps popular? Well, thank you for asking the question, because this is so common. So many of us have an urge to pick up the phone and look at what's going on. And, you know, as technology improves, so does the ability to engage and arouse. And indeed, these social media apps really have capitalized on this potential. You know, I want to go back to historically, around 40 years ago, there's a psychologist that did a study on pigeons because they did understand already that dopamine is the neurotransmitter that wants you to seek, desire, do again that which was pleasurable. So he dropped food pellets and then tried to see how much dopamine was released. What he discovered was that when he dropped food pellets at unpredictable times, that more dopamine was released. And so they would have a greater urge to seek the food pellets. Now, fast forward to our current culture. Remember Mark Zuckerberg, you know, who wanted more engagement in his Facebook. Um, You might recall that Facebook initially was something that he developed when he was um, in college. And it was really an electronic um, directory where there would be a picture of a faculty and the students and maybe with their faculty where they were working. It was pretty static. So people weren't going to pick it up much. So when he had the brainstorm to create this as something for the general public and named it Facebook, he was disappointed because people were not accessing it very much. So it's 2007. He has millions of um, persons who now are, you know, on Facebook, and he's saying to his neuroscientists, please devise something that will make persons want to pick up their phones more frequently. And guess what that was? It was the like button. It was the like button. Uh. Because that completely changed Facebook. It transformed it into an interactive app. And it accessed the same unpredictable positive feedback that motivated Ziegler's pigeons. So anytime that you saw a like, you, you were like a gambler. You wanted to see what, what the message was. So it made you desire to find out what it was, to seek what you know, the message was about. You may not even like the message. But you see here This is the urge. And today, our smartphones have so many (laughs) feedback buttons. And so Twitter, Instagram, Google, you know, all of these now have really harnessed what is called the power of variable reinforcement. But now the neuroscience have gone even farther. So it's not just something that you see, but now they've added the sounds, the ding, the buzz, the whoosh. 
Do you remember your high school psychology class about Pavlov's dogs? Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. So you remember he would ring the bell and then put down food and then ring the bell and put down food. And after a time, he would ring the bell but not put down food. And the dogs began to salivate to the ringing of the bell. Now, a bell has nothing to do with food. But what he did is he began to condition the dogs to associate the ringing of a bell with something pleasurable, like food. So now we have the whooshes, we have the dings, we have all of this. So it makes us want to seek, desire, look. So all of this is dopamine. Mm. But, but... Our brain not only has a seek, a desire, but it also has, this, that's, that's called the, um, the wanting pathway in our reward center, which is in the center of the brain. We also have what is called um, a liking pathway. And that liking pathway releases um, our natural body's endorphins or our opioids. So it's a feel good. So for example, if I enjoy, you know, a hot fudge sundae dripping with, you know, um, caramel sauce, I can really enjoy that. But then I also have a natural um, place in my, my rewards and you've had enough. So then I'm no longer hungry. But dopamine would want me to seek more and more and more hot fudge sundaes, even though after two or three hot fudge sundaes, it, it's not it's not pleasurable anymore. It's, okay. it's actually uncomfortable. I see where you're getting that, sister. Thank you so much for that. And boy, when you were just talking there about those like buttons, I think we all could maybe admit it to ourselves that if we ever post something online, what are we going back to check? Who's liked it? Who's looked at it? Who thinks about me when they see this? And it, you're right. It feeds it and feeds it and feeds it. And before you know it, you have spent so much time looking at your phone and I can see how those addictions start. This is some of what Sister Marisha will be talking about at the annual White Mass. All is not lost, Sister. There is hope and there are ways to change this. Maybe we don't exactly know how to do that. So what are you offering in your presentation that can, well, offer us an alternative? Well, I'll offer many practicals of how to purify the memory and imagination. And uh, so, you know, basically, in um, May of 2023, the Surgeon General put out an advisory letter after consulting many experts and their research, um, and he called it social media and youth mental health. And in summary, while he described that there was social media had many benefits, he also said, and this is a quote, there are ample indicators that social media can also harm children's well-being. So my hope is that offering this presentation that we can educate individuals because education is really empowering. Because if we're not aware of how something affects us, we can't bring it to self-knowledge. Once we have some self-knowledge, then we can begin to make more reflective choices because Choices shape who we are and who we want to become. So once I have some self-knowledge, I can take a little self-direction, 
once I have a little self-direction, I might develop a little bit more self-control, a pause, a ponder. No, I've had enough to eat. I'm full. No, this is not good for me. Even though I have the urge to do it, it's no longer pleasant. I don't even like the messages anymore. I'm doing this now to get rid of the anxiety I have because I'm not looking at what I'm seeing, you know, what, what's, what's buzzing at me. And so the hope is with this self-knowledge, we can then develop some healthy self-control and then self-discipline, which really is true freedom. That's the dignity of our human person. Mm -hmm. And then really work towards a virtuous life so that when we're freer to make choices because we understand the effect it has on us, then we can be freer to, you know, seek true happiness, grow in holiness, rather than these false, you know, pleasures that overstimulated our pathways, it really has created very unknowingly to an addiction that I never really intended. I never intended to be addicted to my phone, and I never intended to my neurotransmitters to be misdirected away from the balance that naturally God placed there because he created me. He loves me so much. And so I've, I've disformed, I've malformed this, but then the hope is, we can purify the memory and imagination. We can work with these. And I offer a lot of practicals in my presentation. And I also have a book out called Screen Addiction, Why You Can't Put Down That Phone, that's available to the general public on, you know, any, um, you know, if you want to get on Amazon and everything else. It has a lot of practicals in there as well. Well, Sister... I am just so encouraged by your discussion. I think many people, I think people who will be attending the dinner will be so glad they did. We are looking forward to having you here in the Portland area. Thank you so very much for your time today. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. And I wish all of you well. And please come to this dinner. I'm going to really drill down a lot more specifics, especially those of you who are healthcare providers. And I think everyone now who's in healthcare needs to have a uh, a few um, interview questions and signs that they look for in their patients that they care for to really help guide them towards this freedom, to free them to move towards holiness and a life of virtue, which is what God desires and what we all desire for our patients and our own well-being. So thank you again. And again, that is Sister Marisha Weber. She will be the guest speaker at the annual White Mass Dinner. It is coming up on Saturday, October 14th. It is open for the entire public. And if you would like to attend, you do need to RSVP for the dinner by October 9th. I will be sure to add all of the information to where you can get right to that registration You'll find that link on the podcast of this interview at materdayradio.com and, of course, on the Hail Mary media app. And it is 8.52 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Hey, one of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, a truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. Really a quick and easy process, just a couple of forms to fill out, then you're good to go. And it's a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Dei Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. Find it on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and other listeners of Modern Day E-Radio as we pray an act of charity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh my God, I love you above all things, with my whole heart and soul, because you are all good and worthy of all my love. I love my neighbor as myself for the love of you. I forgive all who have injured me, and I ask pardon of those whom I have injured. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. Unbelievers often reject religion because it sometimes causes conflict. They'll say, science will fly you to the moon, religion will fly you into buildings. Is this a rational basis for rejecting religion? The answer is no, and here's the reason. First, just because something causes conflict doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. For example, many wars have been fought over land. Does this mean we should do away with the right to private property? I don't think so. Second, the objection doesn't specify which religions cause war. It may belong to the essence of some religions to spread its message by the sword, and these we should reject, but it doesn't belong to all religions. So to the question, should I reject religion because it causes conflict? The answer is no. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Some are morning people, others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. Well, going to be a beautiful day today after some morning fog burns off. We'll have sunshine high of 79, mostly clear tonight, low of 60, and then sunny pretty much Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Highs Friday and Saturday in the low 80s. It's currently 54 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Sanctus Riel and Unstoppable God. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I wish I knew when this mountain in my way is gonna move Hope it's okay to tell the truth Sometimes the doubt starts to win Yeah, I'd be lying if I told you I was anything but weak 
Right now my struggle's all I see But I'm not giving in My story will not end in defeat Cause nothing can stop in a stop That is Thank You Surreal and Unstoppable God. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. That is going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend. David and Brenda with you on this Thursday. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Be back with you tomorrow, end of the week, Friday, just like that. Just like that, the first week of October in the books. Yeah. We hope you have a very blessed day.